Eight, ten, go. The Aggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Schools. Also going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, A.J., you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Who says the only team that can give you a heart attack is on the gridiron? Full court press, Eric France and AJ Salveson. We just go hand in hand and follow right behind Al Lewis in their post game with John Russell, Jalen Moore, Utah Ooh. State basketball with a win, 87-79 in double overtime over the Penn Quakers. They'll get ready to face New Mexico State tomorrow, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. You can hear pregame with Al and the co at 9 a.m. Post game immediately following. What a game today! Yeah, probably too close. A little bit too close for my liking. Closer than it needed to be. A lot closer than it needed uh, to be. It would have been worse if they if they would have let it totally get away from them. Um, Aggies using extra uh, extra fuel in the tank to get this one done. Horvath uh, rolled his ankle a little bit. Yeah. I mean, how much is he going to be able to go tomorrow? Bean had to put in extra effort to help get the win today. But, hey, a win's a win. You take it. But you hope that it doesn't come at too much of a cost for a, a matchup tomorrow. New Mexico State—they look like a, a big athletic team, and um, they're—that's a def, decent uh, ball club there. So, uh, but yeah, we'd love to continue to get the uh, the reactions. If you played hooky, if you're able to watch it at work, have the game on, or go have an extended late lunch somewhere to watch the game. Uh, love to continue to get your reactions to what you saw earlier today with Utah State uh, out there at Myrtle Beach taking on Penn earlier today, taking care of business in double overtime. And Justin Bean, my gosh, what a stretch that guy's having. Uh, he had a career night the other night, and he's like, okay, I'll take that and give you one more. <laughs> so just a great performance by him, but – he needs more help, AJ. Yeah, a lot more help, and he's not really getting it from his guards, to be honest with you, with the exception of Riley Jones, who scored 19 in the second half in both overtimes combined after having just three points in the first half, or three, two points in the first half. Uh, if you want to text in, 435-339-0321. Again, 435-339-0321. We have a shortened show. Uh, about an hour and a half today's. We'll get you ready for this week of the Mountain West. They'll get you, uh, and they'll get you ready for a big week a weekend of Mount West Conference football, including your Utah State Aggies. We'll continue to hear from players and coaches alike on both sides uh, later here in the second hour. Utah Jazz are on the court tonight, and Rudy Gay makes his season debut for the Utah Jazz. He'll be, he is available to play uh, for Utah, so we'll, uh, we'll go into that a little bit more. AL, Rookie of the Year, should be announced here within the hour. NL should be announced, I believe, in, in the next hour at some point, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll, uh, we'll get the answers on that. Um. Yeah. So a lot here, and we got pick six as well. I still owe you too. No, yeah. I owe six one three three. Shut up. I owe six one three three. Some 
Somebody owes me something. I, I don't Nobody know. Nobody owes you anything. I don't know who it is. 6133. You, you kept trying to push it off on the audience. 61 cuz the audience it's you who received deserves the reward. Multiple uh, uh uh what's the word I'm looking for? You Yeah, uh, there you go. Oh, multiple from, assistance. Yes, from various different no, texts. No. You that told came them to give me assistance. You and told I did. them. I okay, did. so then but they owe you. Them to come they up owe with you then. They owe you because you told them and they're you, participating. You still I don't lose. Me. They lost. Oh, I just took oh, their answers and used them. Oh, is that how it is? Yes, that's how. Yeah, that's how it went. Okay. All right. So you guys owe Eric. I don't know what you guys want to get him, but <laughs> get him something good because he gets really picky. How, how were your little debbies last night, dude? I still uh, I finished off uh, another pack today. I skipped lunch today, so I'm here. <laughs> I walk. I walk in the door at home, and my kid's like, "Oh, little debbies, can I have that?" Like, didn't even make it to the counter. I'm like, sure. You weren't going to eat them, Eric. Go you, for it. Eric, you weren't going to eat them. Cosmic that, brownies. Okay, so here's the thing. Tim comes mm. in, gives you brownies, and you're like, oh, I don't want these. I'm going to give them to my kids. I did not say that. I said, thank you. That's give, so awesome. I'm going to give them to your kids. I don't want them. I did not say that. I'm not grateful for what the listeners give me. I was thrilled. I took some home. By the way, congrats to uh, Chris Hess, Rich Gittins, both uh, winners of uh, the four-pack of tickets. Uh, and uh, a little uh, extra gift for them. I, I put inside it, or at least on that uh, gift. I put Wait, a gift did you pass along it. your little Debbies to them? Maybe. Don't talk to me about being ungrateful for getting a gift. I was grateful. I ate three of those yesterday. So you know what? How many did you eat? Zero. Oh, okay. I didn't get yeah, a chance. My yes, kids, you like, did. snatched it yes, out of my hand. Yes, you did. You could have ate it on your way home. All right, 5662, Eric. He texts into the show. Curious about everyone's opinion. Do you think Coach Odom should have called a timeout sooner while Penn started cutting into that 12-point lead? Just uh, FYI, just to mean is not underappreciated. We as Aggie fans appreciate him just fine. Yeah, I'm really getting sick and tired of, like, John Rothstein. And, and he does it for clicks and likes and because that's the kind of guy he is. Uh, but he tweeted out, Justin Bean, is there a more underappreciated player in the college basketball? I'm like, dude. Well, of course we this. know who he is, but he's doing that? that to a national audience. Uh, the I national audience know who's Justin Bean is. Everybody, oh yes, yes, the national audience knows do who they, Justin Bean is. They may is. know him, but do they appreciate him? I think that. What do you mean appreciate? Like, yeah, they understand how great he is. They're I, not like, I, oh I have my no gosh, problem with what John Rothstein's doing. I'm, yeah, he's he, raising dude, the awareness and profile. He of, does it every week, and he's like, oh, hey, this week he deserves he's it every week. He's not underappreciated. If you want to go out and say, yeah, Justin Bean is a great basketball player, really enjoy watching him, that is the goal. Oh, man, what has he got? I don't know. Something from uh, looks delicious. Well, you're not getting Something any because sweet. you're just going to go home and take it to your kids, so you don't get any, Eric. So don't look at the box. So if I like disappear from the radio for a little bit, you know. By the way, that's my pick six door. gift for you. <laughs> no, it's, that's not yeah, fair. Absolutely, it doesn't work that way. But anyways, Justin Bean, if he wants to go out and say, yeah, Justin Bean is a great basketball player, enjoy watching him. Great, love it. But don't give me the every week crap of always oh, underappreciated. Stop it. He's appreciated. Why is that bad? Because it's annoying. It's not a. It's not under. It's a lie. Of course, the local fan base appreciates him. It's but this a lie. On a national stage, and the national stage. You appreciates want somebody on a national too. stage to stop talking about him? Jeez, unreal. Um. No, John Rothstein. Don't talk about no, Justin Bean. I did. Did I say that? 
I didn't what? say that. Get, take I his, simply said his name Justin Bean is a under is a appreciated player in the national collegiate level, on a national stage. He's appreciated. So quit saying he's not. It's not true. He hasn't said that he's not appreciated. Oh. He hasn't said that he's not. Hold on. No, let me no, just let me read the tweet for you, John. Whatever your name is. John Rothstein fan. John Rothstein. Is there a player in college basketball less appreciated than Utah State's Justin Bean? He says he's underappreciated. You're welcome. Okay. Okay. Fixed. Oh, whoa. Hold on here. Oh, wow. Uh, sorry, just a big school DC going to a little school to go be a head coach. Um, anyways, uh, well, and we'll get into more of the uh, the text there. Nine four seven five. What's the best little Debbie treat? Oatmeal cookies with the uh, cream inside of it. I uh, someone's got to help me with the array of offerings. From oh little my gosh! I don't, don't know even... what. Yeah, I don't know what don't. little Debbie's has. Of course you don't. I don't know. I'm, of course you don't. The cosmic brownie we had yesterday was. Was what? nice. No, it wasn't. You don't know because you didn't have it. You I gave had it to your bite. kid. I, no, I, you I, did. Oh, you had a bite now. I had a bite. I got home and as soon as like before you get on the counter, my kids took it and ate it. Well, so I don't. was. I was given two what? of them. Oh my gosh, you're so full of crap. You were given three, so <laughs> you're so full of crap. Where, you had more. We know where he Tim, gave you two. We know where listener Tim. Oh, he, dude, he gave you two, and Shut he gave it. you three. So we Shut know it. he's. Oh my gosh, he's trying because to help he you knew out, I would appreciate it. Four zero eight six. What's Eric's uh, drink of choice, soda wise? Eric likes Coke Zero. True. Uh, probably the Coke Zero. Yeah. I mean, if it's hard to find, naughty with the body. But no, <laughs> cherry vanilla Coke Zero would be like. That's it. All right, let's that's get back one. to talking sports. It's here. Hard to find. Uh, uh back to five six six two. Do you think Coach Odom should have called a timeout sooner while Penn? Uh, I call him Penn State. Penn. Started cutting into that 12-point lead. Again, yes. We, like, we, we did so, this before, dude. I know. It's because it, 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 it had a lot of uh, – look, yesterday we talked, would this be a reflection – would the game today be a reflection of Tuesday's game last week or the Friday game against Richmond? Yeah. Like, which team will we see today? And there were shades of both. I think we can say there were shades of both, though I think it was more of a reflection of Tuesday's game than Friday's, because they had a lead, and but let let it get away from them. This coach is he's given his players a little bit of a leash here. He knows he's got experienced players, and he's he wants them to learn how to play through it and understand what they need to do to make those adjustments. But and I get that and I appreciate that, but. It, you can't do it at the expense of winning the game. You still need to win the game. At the end of the day, getting to the NCAA tournament, getting ranked, what's a quad one, quad two, whatever, placement in your conference tournament, that matters. You need the wins. It's, I'm not saying win at all costs, but if you have an opportunity to correct something before it gets out of hand... Correct it. Interesting. So I, I don't mind him letting them play through it and try to figure things out. But I also 
Like if this is an ongoing trend of just how this coaching staff is, that may be a little bit concerning. They they may lose some games if they don't. If this coaching staff don't get their arms around these lapses sooner. Yeah, because I don't like. I mean, because Phil Jackson does the exact same thing. By the way, like if a team is if if his team is in a drought and say it's the Jazz and they're on like a 15-0 run, he does and and especially on the road, he doesn't call a timeout. He does not believe in calling a timeout if his team is in a scoreless drought and they're on and the other team's on a run. He just leaves it as is. Um, and he says it's because he wants his team to figure it out and that they and that they should be able to do so as a team on the court, not during a timeout. I think you need a chance to reset mentally. Like when Penn's coming back on you, call a timeout, gather your guys up and say, Hey, look, just deep breath. We're fine. Okay, let's let's uh, let's run this play coming out of this set. Defensively, let's go into this. Make sure you're locking here. Just stuff like that. I just give your chance a give your team a chance to just reset mentally. Right, momentum is a fickle thing in basketball. It's a game of runs, um, and Utah State last year had some issues with you know, scoring droughts, um, and uh, it it's rearing its head again this year. Um, I, I can't fault a, a coach for trying to get his players to rely on each other on the court and figure it out. But again, as I said before, you, I, I worry about doing that at the expense of losing the game. It, it's important to go through that exercise and have the player. It's a fine line that coaches have to walk. But the man, if you're losing momentum and your team's just lost control, get it under control. Take a timeout. Get it reset. All right, let's go through some of the numbers in today's game. Again, final score: eighty-seven seventy-nine, double overtime. By the way, that is a first overtime game since uh, let's see, last year um, in January, and it's the first double overtime game since that famous Hawaii game at Hawaii ten years ago on January 29th. When the Aggies beat Hawaii 89-84. Aggies have won seven of the last eight overtime games. Looking at the numbers, of course, they're led by Justin Bean, who in almost 50 minutes of basketball, uh, actually 50 minutes on the dot of basketball, scores 33 points on 13-19 shooting, 2-3 of three from deep, 5-5 five of five at the charity stripe, had 16 boards, which ties his career high for assists as well. So did he, he didn't even sit. Did he sit? No. That would mean he didn't sit at all. Uh, what he's doing is awesome. But I worry that this team relies so much on Justin Bean. The well, guy needs the to be to able to needs to take a breather every now and then. I mean, his we've talked about this. His superpower is that he stays active and that he's he's always on the move. He's always trying to make something happen. And that is awesome. But they're in a tournament and the short turnaround. Uh, would love to have seen more from the bench for Utah State. We're going to get into that in just a moment. I have a few gripes about that. By the way, for uh, Justin, that's his 29th career double-double. That's good for 7th all-time in Utah State uh, school history. Uh, The 50 minutes were his career high. And, uh, Eric, uh, the 33 points were his career high. And he's the first Aggie to record 30-plus points in back-to-back games since Nimi did it against Boise State in February of last season. Uh, 33 points, 16 boards, 4 assists, 4 steals. I mean, guy was everywhere. 
awesome. And, and uh, perfect at the free throw line. Yep. Two for three from beyond the arc. Uh, generally speaking, free throws. They only you miss two, all game. Yeah, seventeen to nineteen. Yeah, that's impressive. Huge. Uh, uh, Horvath had fourteen. Miller had eleven. Uh, Jones had twenty one. Again, nineteen of those came in the second half from the two overtimes. Yeah, I thought Jones was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. ten of those points, half of his points came at the charity stripe. But I, I thought that he came up really big defensively and you know, putting his body in there and uh, he wasn't afraid to uh, attack guys bigger than him. Uh, I thought this was a great game from Ryland Jones. Edel Rock's the only one in not scoring double figures that started the game. He has three points. Ashford with three. Shulga played three minutes and nothing. Z Hamado, or Hasumi Homada, had no points in about four minutes. And Dorius played seven minutes, had two points, a one and two shooting. Aggie shoot 46%. From the field, 42% from three and 89% at the line. Again, they went 17 of 19 at the line. They went 11 of 12 at the line in overtime. That's 91% for those doing their math. Huge. There were nine uh, nine times that I was tied. There uh, there was 10 lead changes in this game. Uh, and the Aggies led for 38 minutes and 19 seconds of it, including the last bit of it, to pull away again 87-79. By the way, let's go back to your starting lineup comment about guys playing heavy minutes. Eric... Justin Pleen played a career-high 50 minutes. Rylan Jones played a career-high 47 minutes. Brandon Horvath played a career-high 43 minutes. Brock Miller played a career-high 41 minutes. They got a game tomorrow, 10 a.m. Mountain Time, against New Mexico State, who won their game against Davidson in two halves. And Horvath was out there hobbling around after I mean, rolling his ankle. Uh, and that's when... Penn really made their run after he turned his ankle, but he, he came back out there and, and still gave the Aggies you know, some solid minutes and some really big rebounds for Utah State in that second half and in overtime. But um, yeah, how much is he going to be able to go tomorrow on short turnaround on a bum ankle? Yep, absolutely. That's going to be a problem. And I, Again, I just need more from the bench. Can we talk about the bench? Like, what, what is right now for you, Eric, what concerns you most so far about the Aggie bench? And I think it's going to be the exact same answer. Well, there's no consistency. That's my answer. I mean, Ashworth gave him 22 minutes off the bench, but, um, you know, even then it wasn't... Three points, one to four from the field, one to three from deep. Yeah. Oh, and he had three turnovers. Three turnovers. Dorius gave him seven minutes off the bench. He had a great game Friday, and then he's quiet, kind of quiet today. Shulga was on the court for three minutes, but it's almost like he – did anybody remember anything that he did? So I'm, this bench, this team should be deeper with more experience and talent, and we just haven't quite seen it yet. So I don't know if those bench players haven't clicked on what this coaching staff's trying to do, if they're waiting on – Barristow to come back, that can't be the answer. But uh, I, I'm not really sure what's going on with the bench yet because it really hasn't been this, a strong point for USU. And I don't know, maybe my expectations were skewed, but I thought before the season that that bench would be a real asset for Coach Odom and the Aggies this year. This hasn't been that way. Again, from the bench combined, they play 21, 24, 28, 35 minutes, and you got to combine... Five points from him. That's bad. That is so bad. 
and now they got to and now they turn around and look. I'm glad they won, but that New Mexico State team is going to be hungry to go face the Aggies. Four four rebounds, one block, uh, only five points. Jeez, I mean that should be one person's stat yep, line. Exactly, that's, that's your exactly entire right. bench. That's your entire bench. Four guys, right? Four. Huh. Yeah, that's not good. That doesn't help you. Again, they play at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Pre-game's at 9 a.m. Is that right with Al? Yeah. Early pre-game? Yep. So, brunch time, game time. Uh, breakfast time is pre-game time. And then, of course, it will be post-game. Immediately following the game, we're going to hear from coaches and players. In fact, uh, let's go ahead and just hear. You, you, you can't really hear it that well. Uh, but we will listen to Utah State's post-game, at least just the opening statement from them, uh, as Bean and Odom took the podium to uh, talk to the media again after their big win over Penn to move on to the semifinals of the Myrtle Beach Tournament. And the balance there, you know, kind of throughout, um, you know, we, we were able to, to get a lead in the, in the second half and they came storming back. And it seemed like that just kind of was the, the afternoon and the way the game was going to go. Um, you know, Bean obviously was amazing in the game. I thought Ryland was, was fabulous. Um, you know, throughout, we had some other guys that had some bright spots as well. Brock's defense on Charles was, you know, a really important factor for us, um, you know, going into the game. And uh, I was really, really pleased with his effort. That, is, that takes a lot to chase guys uh, the way that he did. And, and to just limit the attempts, you know, was, was a special effort by him. But clearly the night, uh, you know, belongs to – the day belongs to Justin, um, his effort, you know, his willingness to give his body for his team, his willingness to chase rebounds, uh, his, his ability to be a go-to guy for us at key times, um, you know, was, was, was the difference in the game and, and allowed us to kind of outlast them uh, there at the end. The free throw shooting, um, you know, was really important for us in our first game that we lost. We were 17 to 28. You know, that game left a little bit of a bad taste in our mouths. This particular game, you know, our our guys went up to the line and knocked it home. And um, we do have some really good free throw shooters. And so we want to continue to try to exploit that and get to the free throw line when we can. but, you know, we got to do it again tomorrow. Uh, you know, this is a fun atmosphere to play in. Uh, we appreciate Coastal uh, and ESPN inviting us down here and, and uh, some really good teams and really good coaches. And, and, you know, we're kind of on a fact-finding mission about ourselves and our team. And, and every game that goes by, we, we figure out a little bit more about what we need to, to, to do to help our team become the best that it can be. Me, thoughts on this one? No, first of all, I have to excuse my voice. I kind of lost it after the Richmond game. I'm still trying to find it. Um, but yeah, body feels great. But uh, yeah, so it was a great win for us. Obviously, we knew it was going to be a tough out. They're a very talented team, well coached. They can shoot the ball really well. Um, so I thought we we knew that you know it couldn't just be given to us. We had to earn it. So about second half, we had to make some adjustments, and we really got going there the first first ten minutes. And got on a run, and we got a little comfortable. Started. Kind of letting them get loose on the three-point line and, and not getting our hands up and ready and and um, it, it cost us so we had to fight back and and just stay together and credit to our guys I mean, we were down that last minute during regulation thought we made a couple big plays guys stepped up and made the right reads for us got our shots and just happy we come out of here with a win so it's gonna be a big test tomorrow against new mexico state that will not be an easy matchup 
uh, for the Aggies. We'll, we'll go back to our old whack days where New Mexico State and Utah State will duke it out in the semifinals of the Myrtle Beach Invitational. Winner will play Sunday afternoon against the other side of the bracket, which I think everyone's kind of assuming it's going to be Oklahoma, but we'll wait and see. Uh, I got a few texts here, and I in 2947, hold on to that thought, because there's some rumors coming out, and I want to I want to kind of add on to your text a little bit. So 2947, don't don't lose me yet. Uh, I'll, I'll get you there. 9463, thought it was interesting how much Coach Odom stuck to his lineups for long periods of time. He's done that every game this year. Even when they're struggling, like when they lost to UC Irvine, or that's UC Davis, by the way, and Brock Miller was getting exposed, he'll let them go for long stretches. He played that last lineup tonight for like the last seven minutes in all the overtimes. Yeah, that's uh, they're gonna have jello legs tomorrow. Is it because he wants them to develop, or because he doesn't have a lot of confidence in anybody else? Well, I could see the confidence reason if you look at the bench again. Well, and even Edelrock, I mean, he had. He has opportunities. The guy's got some physical abilities, but he's not quite maximizing his tool set. Uh, he should. That's a guy that can go to the hole and should be more physical with how he attacks the rim. But he seems to finesse it a little, a little too much. Uh, had an opportunity to to make a play at the end of the game. Got himself out of position, off balance, got blocked. Not a good game for him. Only one for six. So hopefully he bounces back and has a good game tomorrow. They'll need him. They absolutely oh, need yeah. him to absolutely. be effective and, and play a larger role tomorrow because of all the minutes and, and effort a lot of these other guys had to give today. All right, let's take a break. Coming back, uh, we'll get to more of the Full Court Press. Uh, NL has announced their MVP. I don't think you'll be too surprised. We'll have our pick six as well. Uh, you guys need to figure out a gift to get to Eric, please. Uh, 40860, <laughs> if you just want to bring it over a Coke no, Zero, no. that works. It, that needs to be no, RJ. Eric, did you ask the listeners to pick my answers? Yes. yes. Then, You're okay. still on the hook. So why am I still on the hook? Why do I still have to You pick? ultimately decided which ones to pass along and they make official. They all gave the exact same answer. Pretty much. Okay, great. Uh, 406, you owe uh, Eric a uh, Diet Coke. Bye. No. Not sure what to do for Thanksgiving dinner? Does the thought of that mess turn you off? Then call the Beehive Pub and Grill. They have an amazing family-style Thanksgiving meal ready to go. Just order by Friday, November 19th by 5 p.m. Pick up on November 24th between noon and 6, heat and serve. That's it. A full Thanksgiving meal with all the normal fix-ins without the hassle. Prices will vary. Order for two or get meals for six. Call for details. Beehive Pub and Grill, Logan. The holidays bring family, friends and parties and more. How important is it to you to know that your house is sparkling clean this holiday season? Trust ChemDry of Northern Utah's hot carbonating extraction process to ensure your home is the cleanest, healthiest environment for your family gatherings this season. From carpets to hardwood floors to furniture and even granite countertops for baking. This is Daryl with Northern Utah ChemDry. Call us for some amazing holiday deals and happy Thanksgiving. ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry of Northern It's always a great time to buy a new Honda from your Utah Honda dealers. With many new Hondas arriving daily, your Utah Honda dealers can show you all available inventory, whether it's in stock or on the way. 
That way, you can pre-order the model, color, and options you want. And when your new Honda arrives, you can pick it up the very same day. And with used cars still in record high demand, your trade-in is now worth more than ever. See all your savings at utahondadealers.com. Home McDarrell has a farm and appliance farm. With down home country prices and big city selection. E-I-E-I-O. When you're looking for a friendly spot to drive a little and save a lot, hey, home McDarrell has a farm and appliance farm. No overhead, but lots of country charm. See Daryl's appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. If you're thinking about getting engaged this holiday season, S.E. Needham Jewelers is the place to shop for your diamond engagement ring. S.E. Needham's has the largest selection of wedding rings in the area, including hundreds of styles in platinum, white gold, and yellow gold. We import diamonds direct from Antwerp, Belgium, which enables us to guarantee the best price on diamonds. We also offer the most complete warranty and services of any store in the state. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. I'm Nate Crackman. This week in the Mountain West, San Diego State continues to climb up in the college football playoff rankings and ever closer to a West Division title. Plus, Air Force clinches a winning record and stays alive in the Mountain Division race. We talked to Falcons head coach Troy Calhoun about the nation's number one run game. It's all this week here on the Mountain West Radio Network. Friday afternoon during the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric Franz and Ajay Salsi here back on the Full Court Press. Thanks for joining us, however, wherever you're doing so from. 4.31 your time, Aggies get the win 87-79 in basketball. They then play tomorrow at 10 a.m. Mountain Time at pregame with Al Lewis at 9 a.m. and Jalen Moore included. John Russell, Jalen Moore, Al Lewis for postgame immediately following that game. Uh, all right. Uh, news coming out of MLB Baseball. We have our NL MVP. Surprise, surprise. It's Bryce Harper who wins his second ML- NL MVP uh, vote. Uh, or at least uh, award, I should say. Award? Uh, yeah. yeah. Congrats to him, though. I mean, I don't know if he deserves. I, th- I would have took Juan Soto, but that's just me. Um, it, it, it didn't quite. I don't know. In my opinion it didn't really seem as clear cut as to who the MVP in the National League could be. Uh, I, I think that Shohei Otani grabbed so many headlines out of the American League. That's where a lot of people were looking. Um, but uh, yeah, just, yeah, as you mentioned, Juan Soto kind of a finalist, Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, but it was, I don't know, it seemed pretty wide open in the yeah, National League. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, AL MVP, I don't know. I don't know who your AL guy is going to be. You don't think it's going to be Shohei in a runaway? You think it's Shohei in a runaway? I think so. I'd hope so. That'd be pretty cool for him. And he's a good dude, too. He'd be the second angel to win it. And by the way, Mike Trout's won it three years out of the last ten 
So then that's the fourth Angel to win an MVP in the last 10 years with that team not making one playoff appearance in those 10 years. Well, they went out and tried to help with some pitching. Um, but uh, look, Harper, getting back to Harper, just the results are in. He got 17 of the 30 first place votes. Soto got six and Tatis got two. Hmm. Uh, others who got some consideration, um, San Francisco Giants shortstop Brandon Crawford, he got four first-place votes. Uh, Dodgers second baseman Trey Turner got one. So, Yeah. Hey, by the way, can I just take a, a random sidestep onto another sidewalk? But, okay, that in the Penn game, when that kid hit that three to make take a 74-73 lead, but it ends up being ruled a two because his big toe's on the line. How big is that? Like, game is a matter of inches, isn't it? Oh, you That's know what? unreal. It, me of, it had to- total uh, similarities to the uh, Bucks and Nets playoff game. Oh, Kevin when Durant. Kevin Durant's big toe was on that line oh. and proved the difference. If If his toe is just a little bit further back, that shot goes in. Brooklyn wins that game and likely wins the series. The Bucks don't go to the finals, and Budenholzer is probably out of a job. I mean, isn't that crazy, it's, man? It's, it's, it's Instead, they close. win the NBA finals. That margin was proved to be such a difference. I, I don't know if it's going to prove such a difference for the Aggies, but it certainly proved a big difference today. Uh, it I did. Mean, from, from a three to a two meant instead of being in position to win, they just been in a position to tie. tie. They go to the extra overtime, and then Utah State pulls away in the in the second uh, session. But, uh, wow, I, it it looked really close. It was hard for me to see on the replays that I was watching how you could overturn it one way or the other. Yeah. But they zoomed in really close and got out their magnifying glasses and – I guess it determined that his toe was too close to the line to be still considered a three and turned it over to a two. So that was that was a huge review Massive. by the refs. All right, uh, 2947 texted in a little while ago, Eric. I want to read this text uh, for you. It says, thoughts on the Utes being favored against the Oregon Ducks this weekend? What do you think take, who, who do you think takes the win? I like Utah because they're at home. And Kyle Whittingham in these kind of games at, at his house against big ring teams – Usually, more often than not, fares well. I like the Utes. Well, was it? Uh, I haven't seen the full report, so correct me if I'm wrong. But wasn't there a Sports Illustrated report that suggests that Kyle Whittingham may be done? Uh, and we've been talking about this have. rumor that's going around. So this team could be doing a last hurrah for Coach Witt. Um, Utes are favored by three and a half right now uh, in this matchup. Um, I don't know. I mean, Oregon's nine and one overall. They're three and one on the road. I've, I've got Oregon winning this game. Do you I really? It, I think it'll be close, but I think I'm gonna. I would go with Oregon. Um, by the way, and, and because there's so much so, more on the line for Oregon than there is for Utah. It doesn't do anything with the the Pac-12 standings. Has everything to do with the college football playoff. Oregon cannot afford to lose this game. Uh, Benjamin Criddle of uh, ESPN 600 over there in Provo, and this guy is a former safety for BYU. Has great sources, great connections. Listen to this tweet. 
If and when Kyle Winningham were to retire, Kalani Sataki would become the prime candidate to replace him on at, at Utah. With BYU moving to the Big 12, will the BYU brass have enough resources to retain him and his staff for the Donalds begin to fall soon? Yada, 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 yada. Eric, could you imagine? And this guy, again, he's got great connections and good sources. So if he's tweeting that out, he knows something's stirring up there. <laughs> could you imagine Kalani Sataki leaving BYU and going to Utah? Yes, I could. He was on that staff for a many years but why we leave BYU when they're getting into the Big 12 they're not in the Big 12 yet they're going to be in three years guaranteed already signed sealed and delivered yeah but he's not getting Big 12 coaching money that's true that's oh I like it and yes he, he has opportunities for Pac-12 great coaching stuff money. right there right now either at Washington USC I think is still a long shot but Washington Utah I think he's he's going to be high in a lot of people's lists. Yeah, uh, I I would imagine teams like Washington, I think, uh, are going to offer him a, a lot of money. Uh, I think Washington's a very high suitor. Uh, I would imagine that Utah will try and match whatever Washington does if they really want Kalani that badly. Oh, could you just imagine the arrow that it would stick right in BYU's chest? What? What Craig Smith leaving Utah State to Utah did to Utah State and the fan base, and BYU making fun of that fan base, now Kalani, if he were to leave Utah, or BYU and go to Utah, oh, it set that Provo Mountain on fire. Well, I mean, there's, I mean, Coach Roderick is on Kalani's staff, and he was on Utah's staff for forever. Whittingham was a candidate to go to BYU mm. after um, – uh, after Bronco left. Yeah, after Bronco left. So uh, he there's there's a lot of familiarity between both of those staffs and and, and by the way experience on both. And I know this, this is a, a statement of the obvious, but Kalani or excuse me, Whittingham thinks very, very highly of Kalani Sataki. And that kind of a recommendation, especially if Whittingham were to have some sort of a say <laughs> which of, I'm sure he will. Which I'm exactly will. Uh I would imagine Kalani's gonna be one of the leading candidates for that job. And again, he spent plenty of time at BYU. He's been there for a while. He's, you know, he's given what he could to that program. Maybe the Pac-12 speaks a little bit higher. I mean, not just the money, but just being in the conference. Like the Big 12, you're playing for, I mean, who knows what, right? But the Pac-12, when you're in the Pac-12 title game, even if you don't make the playoff, Eric, you're playing in the Rose Bowl, man. The he, Rose Bowl. He would have an opportunity to go to Utah and be right in the mix in that conference right away. He stays at BYU and they go to the Big 12. It's a very different story. I get it. They're a top 15 team right now, and they've got a great record against the Pac-12, against a lot of Power 5 programs, but there's a lot more travel involved, different environments. It may take them a little bit longer to get going. It may, I think it would be a rougher transition, um, but uh, I don't know. These guys get paid the millions and millions of dollars to <coughs> go coach and, and play football and yeah. we just sit around here and talk about it. Yeah. We don't know anything. 5308, how worried are you guys about the BYU versus Utah State men's basketball game after their performance against Oregon in basketball? I'm terrified. Ooh. I'm terrified. Wow. And that's yeah, at that the Marriott was, Center, by the way. Gosh, That is at the Marriott Center. So, brace for it. I for mean, 
Utah State has some time to kind of figure themselves out before then. But mm, BYU making a big statement early yeah, on. Yeah, that was a very impressive win for them. 9-4-6-3. This game seems awfully similar to the one in 2014 or whatever that one where the guy dropped the ball at the one-yard line when they were up by like 20 and Oregon came back and beat them and they would have won. So that wasn't so what that was I a saw game. A lot of highlights on that. So I was actually week. the I was the producer for the pre and post game with Hans Olsen for that game. So uh, we're watching the game. Kalen Scott takes a punt return. Oh no, takes a long uh, throw for a touchdown. Drops the ball to one. At this point, it's in the first quarter, and Utah State would have went up fourteen to nothing. Right. He drops momentum the, all, all Utah. Utah side. All Utah. Drops the ball to one. Oregon defender picks it up. Runs 100 yards the other way. Yeah, for nobody's a touchdown. paying attention to what's going on. Yeah, in fact, I think Travis Wilton caught it at towards the end, but he was way too late. They call it a touchdown. We're tied at seven. Final score, I believe, was like 53 to 14. Yeah, then they totally ran away with it. From just there. annihilation. And that was like the first pre and post they ever did, dude. Can just behind the scenes, it was the first game I ever done like pre and post at that place. My trainer left me for a Halloween party, so I was left alone. Like we were, <laughs> it was so bad, so bad that Hans on air goes, "Hey Adrian, who's my trainer? Hey Adrian, I don't know what you're doing, but if you're listening, why don't you get your butt back here and do your job?" <laughs> on air, on air, like Bapahoon oh, style, man. Uh, oh man, I heard, sure I never heard the end of it. It's great radio. Anyways, yeah, it was fun. Uh, yeah, so I, oh, yeah, that was a fun game. Anyways, I think. I think for uh, for uh, Aggie men's basketball, they're going to need to turn it up about six different notches if they want to be able to compete with some of these better teams. Well, it's they, they need more contributions from the bench. Uh, they, there has to be threat uh, of somebody doing something meaningful. <laughs> Who comes off the bench to spell a starter? Uh, Coach Odom needs to have confidence that he has multiple guys he can turn to for different sets. And I don't know that he has that full confidence right now. I mean, he knows he can go to uh, Justin Bean to help him out. Um, Rylan Jones has played really well. He's been solid. Horvath has been pretty solid as well. That's I mean, There's three solid guys. And after that, it's, it's kind of a toss-up. Um, some guys are, I mean, they come in and they play some okay minutes here and there. But they're not regular. They're not routine. I, I don't know how trustworthy they are. So this this Aggie bench needs to uh, really come through big. And tomorrow, that's when it's got to start because those starters logged a lot of minutes. So yeah. the bench has to be able has to come to up big better. and give really good, meaningful minutes to give those starters a breath. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I think. I think there has to be a sense of understanding that um, that your bench is at some point your bench is just going to have to be relied on whether you trust them or not doesn't matter can't play them for forty plus minutes every single game and expect them to be successful it's just it's too much to ask uh, really quickly breaking news I believe here uh, sources are saying that Shohane Otane will be named the AL MVP. Has not been officially announced yet. Well, uh, should be good for the Angels. They should have be. question is by how well, how wide is the margin? Is it unanimous? <clears throat> Does anybody else give him a run? I mean, he he's the guy. It's just 
who else comes close? Like, and, and do they have two MVP players and they can't go to the playoffs? It's just unreal. They got to eliminate that organization, eliminate that team, give them to Tampa or something. Someone who will appreciate them. All right, we got to take a break. Coming back, we'll have more of the full court press. And Eric will head out as the Utah Jazz get ready for some action tonight. Rudy Gay will get ready for a season debut. What are you laughing at? Just Appalachian State follows Mitch Henline. And it's funny because he keeps reminding them, not sure why you follow me, but that's okay. You're going to see a lot State's of USU following stuff. Mitch? Yeah, they okay. only follow a handful Actually, of people, and Mitch Henline is before, one of them. Before we go to break, I have a question for you. Mitch and five of his friends got together to like food taste every chicken sandwich possible, oh, and then they rank fun. them. That sounds fun. It's such a Mitch Henline thing to do. <laughs> it really I, is. I've heard a lot of people doing things like I that. I love that dude. Like fries, hamburgers. It's it's actually quite we common. need to do our Friday fe- uh, Friday uh, Friday Five Best Hamburgers sometime. Honestly, I don't think it would end up in the same category or same same order. I think some of them would be different. Like, for example, Eric, I'm a big fan of the Salvi-Tot cheeseburgers. The what? Salvi-Tot cheeseburgers. Salvi-Tot cheeseburgers? I throw some meat on the George Foreman grill, throw a piece of cheese on there, and then throw some onions, some mushrooms. I go heavy on the pickles, and I just grill the fetcher. (laughs) You throw tater tots on there, too? It's called Salvi-Tot. Oh, my word. (laughs) It started out as free. But then they said it would only be a few cents a day. What you're hearing is real, and it may be happening to you. I pay for streaming video, then the cloud storage, then streaming audio. Where does it end? It ended up being a lot every month. This is the sound of nickel and diming syndrome. It's a real thing. It is a real thing. I just want to hear my music. Is that so wrong? There is hope. For millions of people, there's radio. Radio? Radio. With zero down and zero per month, radio delivers all the news, music, and entertainment you want, when you want it, for free. No usernames, passwords, or Wi-Fi connections required. Here's my card number. It's 735 Shh. Don't speak. When you listen to local radio, you'll never need that. <laughs> this, this is so wonderful. Yes, it is. The cure for nickel and diming syndrome. <laughs> oh, I could use a hug. It's radio. No subscription required. It's that first kiss, that moment in time. This is Jarek from Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Everyone knows us as an engagement ring store, but not everyone knows about everything else we do. Custom design, our in-house laser jewelry repair. We offer fashion jewelry, charm bracelets, necklaces, earrings, birthstone jewelry, watches. We love people to just look and make a wish list. Stop in and say hi. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special, make it jealous. West Liberty Foods in Tremonton is hiring for general production on both shifts, starting at $15.85 per hour, with a shift premium added for second shift. Machine operators on first shift start at $16.65 per hour. 12-hour rotating 223 schedule, which means a three-day weekend every other week. West Liberty Foods offers paid vacations, 401k, medical, dental, and vision insurance. You can also try their new pick any three days for a part-time schedule. Call 435-207-7000 to speak with a recruiter today. 
Hey, Cash Valley, you know the Al Sporting Goods Black Friday sale is the greatest of all time. But if you want the best selection, the right size, and the perfect color, don't miss Al's pre-Black Friday sale going on now. Inventory will be an issue. Get to Al's while the selection is huge. Thousands of Nike shoes take an extra 20% off. Woods puffy jackets for men and women, $29. All outerwear save 20%. Gloves, gloves, and more gloves at 20% off. Scott Ski goggles starting at $14.99. Pre-Black Friday. Huge selection, massive savings. Al's Sporting Goods, every sport, every season. Want to say yourself apart from the competition? The new Leadership MBA at Utah State University will help you lead companies and drive change in your organization. You can attend in person in Logan on Thursday evenings or interactive online classes. Complete your MBA in as little as a year. Apply before December 1st, 2021 to be considered for January 2022 start. Learn more at utahstatemba.com. That's utahstatemba.com. We're right in the middle of holiday season. Most of our focus is on family and friends, as it should be. But don't forget your vehicles during the cold winter months. At Valvoline and Oil Change, we'll make it easy on you to get an oil change, have your vehicle's fluids checked, and if needed, check emissions and renew your registration. All while you sit in your warm car. It doesn't get much easier than that. Valvoline and Oil Change, 695 North Main, across from Angie's. The Elements Restaurant is serving a plated Thanksgiving dinner this year with all the holiday classics. Herb roasted turkey breast with a sage turkey gravy, garlic whipped potatoes, and whipped sweet potatoes. Traditional cornbread stuffing and delicious warm rolls. And for dessert, choose between pumpkin pie, pecan pie, or apple pie galette. Let the Elements serve your family a delicious Thanksgiving feast while you spend the day enjoying family and friends. Primetime fills up quickly. Reserve online today at theelementsrestaurant.com or call 75 75- Colonel? Good morning, sir. I see you found a way to keep our cannon out of the mud. Pavers, sir. As a mason, I used to lay them for courtyards and patios. Brilliant. Thank you. They hold up beautifully no matter how punishing the conditions. I can see that. Say, uh, after the war, think you'd be available to pave my patio at Mount Vernon? Stone pavers from Castellite really catch your eye. Do it yourself with the expert help at Castellite. For all your brick, block, rock, paver, and tile needs, go where the pros go. Castellite.com. Crystal Vision, the gold medal winner of Best of Northern Utah, has a deal for you. They need to clear space for their new eyewear lines coming in, which means you can save 40% off of selected styles and brands of frames in stock that will fit your unique style and budget. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision, on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. You know what, Eric? Just pass that stuff over to me. Just, just what, pass it over what, to me. What stuff? No, Eric, don't do that. I don't that. know what you're talking about. Eric, pass it over right now. Uh, the highlighter? Is that what you need? You need a pen? You know, we have really awesome listeners. And then there are some who are awesomer. <laughs> awesomer. Uh, should we call him Little Debbie? Little Debbie stopped in. You know, and I was wondering what other th- what other products are there. Somebody asked you what's 
what's the hierarchy of uh, Little Debbie products, and uh, I get a chance to sample some things here and kind of weigh in and give some ideas. Sample some things. You're going to give it to your dang kids. Uh, no, That's, no, you don't put the, you so put got, those oatmeal cream pies down right now. Cream pies, put them down. A full box. Those here. are mine. Those are mine. I get some the other one of those. Chocolate cupcakes. Okay, Eric, I'll tell you what. And then a, whole, a full box of the cosmic brownies, and they're chilled. You're not even going to eat them. You're going to give them to your kids because oh, these are gross. With chocolate like, chip candy in there? You Yeah, you hate that stuff. Wow. Okay, so Eric, what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up a cupcake. So I guess your uh, your pick six has been satisfied. And I'm going to feed you. No, I'm going to literally, and I mean literally, feed you. Uh, let's not do that. Let's that's, do that's it. That's weird. Okay, well, you like it. All right, uh, uh, Eric. Uh, before we get to pick six, yes. looks like Shohei Otani has won the AL MVP. Sports Center reporting that uh, during our break. All right, well, congratulations. No, surprise. Congratulations to Shohei and the Angels for never making the playoffs despite two really great players. That's <laughs> awesome. Good for you guys. Yes. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. It's the Full Court Press Pick 6. Ever since March Madness ended, I am so bored. Six things we think will happen this weekend. I don't know how the whole betting thing started, but it's fun. All right, so three lines from me, three lines from Ajay. Just try to see what might happen this weekend. I don't even know what that means. Try to predict it. I hate how you describe that. All right, who? Uh, I won last week, so I'm yes. going to go first. Yes. I'm going to oh. elect to receive. Wow, really? Yeah. yeah. I'd be the first pick six uh, receive ever <laughs> off the coin toss. All <laughs> okay. right. Okay, Wyoming rushing yards on Saturday. Setting the line at 150 and a half. Over or under? I'm going to say over. I'm going to take the under. I like the USU run defense, the way they're playing right now. Uh, the next one, Trevin Dorius rebounds. Oh, geez. Versus at, New Mexico State. Set it at negative one. I'm setting it at six and a half. Oh, hell yeah. I'm going under. <laughs> I'm going to take the over. <laughs> I think he plays a lot of minutes tomorrow. <laughs> it doesn't mean he's going to do a lot. Come on now. Uh, Rudy Gay cleared to play for the Utah Jazz tonight. Yep. Uh, they play the Sacramento Kings this weekend. So I'm going to say Rudy Gay points at Sacramento. Ten and a half. Under. Let me take the over. Utah host, uh, Utah host Oregon on. Oh, this game's on ABC, by the way, at five thirty on Saturday afternoon. Cam rising passing yards, one hundred seventy nine and a half over under. Cam rising passing yards. Yep. At how much? One hundred seventy nine and a half. Uh, I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take the under. Alrighty then. I don't like that. Uh, let's go, San Diego. What about you? Oh yeah, sorry. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go under. Uh, San Diego State is at UNLV. Aztecs favored by ten and a half over under. Uh, Aztecs over Nevada mm-hmm. by ten and a half. Mm-hmm. I think that's gonna be a good game. I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the over. Okay. Uh, and then let's go one more. Uh, I was. Ooh. Yeah. Quickly. 
Running oh, out of time. Shut up, Eric. Uh, Ole Miss passing yards versus Vanderbilt. 250 and a half over under. Passing yards? Yep, 250. Uh, I'm going to say over. Oh, what? I'm taking the over, too. All right. Okay. See how it all plays out on Monday. Bye. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Greek freak caused a stir in Milwaukee the other day. He said in an interview with GQ that his next challenge might be someplace else. Whenever a superstar hints at leaving, the first team that a lot of people think of is the Lakers. Last night, L.A. visited Milwaukee, and Giannis put on a show. He scored 47. He hit his free throws. He went 3 of 4 from three-point range. No one in Milwaukee wants to lose another all-time great to the Lakers. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar left in 1975, and the Bucks didn't win another title until Giannis delivered one last season. But the reality is Los Angeles draws stars. Kobe, Shaq, LeBron. Giannis is that kind of historic player. You want to see a player spend his whole career in one place, but that's usually not how things end up in today's sports world. Whether in Milwaukee, L.A., or someplace else, the Greek freak has several more impactful chapters left in that storybook career. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise of sports talk radio it's this man it's the compassion it's the it's the dignity it's the wisdom it's the it's the horse sense of the guy you know what this is crap we're gonna stop this i can't stand it run it again hold up and run it again we're rolling now <laughs> I think so. microphones are on marker eight ten go the eggies Merrill for the lead he's got it the jazz High schools. Also, going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non sports sports wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, A.J., you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Ah, so good to be back. Hour number two, 502, your start time. Eric is gone. He's getting ready to go to the Utah Jazz game tonight. Rudy Gay making his season season debut. I'm Ajay Salveson. Thanks for joining us. However, wherever you're doing, so here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Streaming on the app, 106.9 The Fan. Also on 106.9TheFan.com. It's just me here for the next 30 minutes, and then we turn over to Nate Craigman and this week of the Mount West. So let's hear from you guys. Like, Let's hear what the texters want to say. 435-339-0321. We're going to start off on a good note in our number two. 7994, who has been critical of me and my takes, my thoughts, and just me as a human being, maybe. <laughs> uh, he texts in and says, AJ, thanks for recognizing me as more awesome listener. If you read this, I may consider being nicer to you in the future. Okay. All right. Whatever I can do to help you be nice to me, I will do it. Now, 6211 texts in and says, did I miss something? Is Whittingham leaving Utah? According to Sports Illustrated, and some rumors are starting to shake about in the college football landscape, Kyle Whittingham could be stepping out as the uh, second longest tenured coach in NCAA football. There are rumors pointing that way. It wouldn't surprise me. Here is my gospel according to AJ theory. 
Kyle Whittingham will leave the Utah Utes and step down if the Utah Utes get into the Rose Bowl. Not even if they win the Rose Bowl. If they get to the Rose Bowl, I think Kyle Whittingham steps away. The question then becomes, where does he go? Or it's not, not where does he go, sorry, I apologize. He's going to stay at Utah. I think we'll have some other athletic duties uh, that he'll be able to, you know, uh, be a part of the University of Athletics while also getting paid a handsome amount of money and without having to go travel and be in 50 different places. He can actually be a full-time husband, father, granddad, and be a very part-time worker for uh University of Utah Athletics, which is the dream, right? Uh, and well-earned, by the way, for Coach Whittingham, one of the best dudes and a really, really great football coach. Uh, so the question is, is who fills his spot? Is it Morgan Scally? Now, Scally has some issues. Remember those, uh, I guess there were some comments that he had made that were derogatory, not towards players, but just they weren't good comments, though. You can't say those things. And he said them and uh, probably was punished for it. Has that punishment and that time separated the gap enough where he could come back and be the head coach? Uh, crazy thought here. What if Does Chris Peterson have some sort of an itch to get back? Right now he's a Fox analyst and a darn good one. Does he want to come back and be a coach? Hmm? Uh, one that Provo doesn't want to hear but could be the truth, uh, Sataki. Kalani Sataki, former staff member under Whittingham. Does he want to throw away the royal blue and put on the crimson red and be uh, the head coach of the Utes? I don't know. We'll see. It's, I'll tell you this. The carousel of the coaching in college football last year was absolutely unreal. It was all over the place. And I don't think a lot of us thought, oh, well, it's going to be like that this year. I didn't see Matt Wells getting fired in the middle of the season. I didn't see Ed Orzron stepping down at the end of the year. I didn't think that there would be rumors of Kyle Whittingham leaving. All these jobs were popping up. And it's leaving one of the biggest open gaps of head coaching jobs in probably, I don't even know, the last time since when. Like, this is crazy what we're getting right now. It's amazing. No, no, we'll see. Uh, we'll see, you know, does Blake Anderson stick around? I think he does. Uh, someone uh, texted yesterday, brought up a great point by Brennan, the San Jose State coach. Probably should have left last year when he had a chance. Because I don't know, as many jobs were as open, I don't know if he's an attractive candidate now, after this year. All right, speaking of college football on the gridiron, Utah State gets ready to take on Wyoming 6 o'clock on Saturday night. Uh, big one. This is going to be a physical battle. It's going to be a 15-round knockout fight. Love to hear your thoughts, by the way. Oh, and if you want to talk Aggie basketball still, you can. If you're just jumping into the show, 435-339-0321. We got about uh, 22 minutes to get it all in before we uh, turn it over to this week in the Mountain West. So we're going to have to be quick. So if you've got thoughts, let's hear them. Again, 435-339-0321. We all know what this is. Uh, season has meant for Aggie fans, for Coach Anderson. But what about those seniors who are on the team? What about the super seniors, right? What about the guys who came back? Nick Henniger, uh, Savon Scarver, Devin Tompkins. These seniors and super seniors 
came back or came to Utah State in the conversation of Logan Bonner, Justin Rice, Hunter Reynolds, those guys. And they wanted to come be a part of something and create something special. I don't know if they ever thought it would be like this, where they're two wins away from being in the Mount West Conference Championship and one San Diego State loss away from hosting the Mount West Conference Championship. Really special year. And Coach Anderson talks about that special year and what it's meant for him. Well, I think what they've been through just in the last couple of years, it obviously didn't go the way they wanted it to. And and then um, they probably weren't real excited to see me walk in the room the first day I was I was announced, and that was okay. I've been been honest with them. I get it. Um, you know, I think they had they had things they wanted to to, to see done, and, and it didn't. But you know, I'd love to see them have a great day. They're going to remember Saturday uh, one way or the other for the rest of their life. You, you remember that last game at home. You just do. And senior day is special. So I, I'd love for it to be, you know, a day that they can really remember as a, as a pleasant experience. A game where we play well, family's here, and, you know, taking the next step towards getting in a championship game. And there's may not be a group that deserves it more than they do, considering all they've been through. Uh, they've responded remarkably, in my opinion, could have made this transition extremely difficult because it didn't go the way they wanted. And they'd been through a lot. Um, but uh, this season's possible because of, you know, the 16 guys that chose to come back, play another year, chose not to transfer, and they chose to buy in and, and show true leadership on a weekly basis for a bunch of guys they really didn't know. You know? We've become close, love them to death. I think our locker room is extremely close, but that's been a process and it didn't happen overnight. And they get the credit for it because they could have fought it every step of the way and we'd be looking at a completely different season. I want you to think about that for just a moment. You all remember last year, Utah State goes 1-5. Their last game, they actually forfeit. They don't even show up to Colorado State because of some controversial things that may or may not have been said. Uh, players are having this mutiny. We're all of a sudden in just pure chaos. I still remember that night as clear as day, actually. Uh, supposed to leave to Colorado State for a football game, being told we're not going, and then, boom, it's over. And, and there were players that were angry. Let me make something very clear. There were players that were angry that wanted to leave because based on last year's situation and that Frank Miley didn't get the job. And, and I think Coach Blake Anderson's right. I honestly believe that where he says they didn't get the coach they wanted and they probably weren't thrilled to see me walk through those doors. So as much as we give credit to the seniors, uh, and we should, right, and these players, Logan Bonner, Devin Tompkins, Justin Rice, Davon Scarver, uh, Kevin Metzenheimer, uh, Shaq Bond, all these players, as much as we give them credit, and we should, you cannot forget one bit about what Blake Anderson has done. And don't forget that Blake Anderson went through his own hell too. Absolute personal hell. He lost his beautiful wife, Wendy, through this cancer. She had passed away. Everything he saw in Arkansas, everything he smelled, everything he seen, everything he was around, reminded him of his beautiful late wife. And he said, I can't do it anymore. I need to get out. I need a fresh start. He meets his now new wonderful wife, Brittany, uh, and he makes the change. Decides to come to Utah State. What a great find by Hartwell. Makes a change to come to Utah State. And has changed kids' lives for the better. Has changed their mentality for the better. 
I don't know. Look, I don't know what your guys' religions or faith based or faith religious thoughts or whatever is, but I believe, in my personal opinion, that things happen for a reason. And I don't know if you find another coach, any other coach, that could have done what Blake Ganderson is doing right now on and off the field. Outside of the locker room with the kids and inside of the locker room with his kids. I don't know if you find another coach who does that. Honestly. Things happen for a reason. Brittany and, and Coach Anderson wanted to be here. They wanted that fresh start. And they were able to get the kids to buy in to want, that they wanted to be here. That they were here for the kids. That it's all about the kids. That it's not about me as a head coach. Look, in fact... That is the first time that we've ever heard the two words out of Coach Anderson's mouth that he refused to say through the first 11 weeks of the season, and that is conference championship. He had not uttered those words at all in any press conference, any show, anything. Didn't want to talk about it. Didn't want to mutter those words. And we still got two weeks to play, and he just said those words, conference championship game. He had this steely eye focus, and he was able to get the kids to buy into it. Because he loves the kids on and off the field, and that's all they were asking for. It's just a coach that would listen to him, a coach that would buy into him, a coach that would allow them to be at the very best at what they're so good at doing. And I've seen him around those kids, by the way, plenty of times, and he loves them up. And it really is awesome. He takes, like, you guys might give Matt Wells grief and crap. Matt Wells had that same approach I felt like, too. Um, and, and he's really good. I think Blake has been wonderful. He's been God sent for this Aggie football team. And now here they are, two wins away from being in the Matt Wells Conference Championship and just one win away, or excuse me, one San Diego State loss away from hosting. Guys, we could be hosting the Mountain West Conference Championship game on December 4th at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Imagine imagine sending Fresno or San Diego State into our house in a cold winter storm. I'm all for it. Uh, so speaking of this team, and, and from last year to this year, what turned this team around? What changed their identity, their mentality, and their willingness to want to buy into Coach Anderson? Here's Blake. There's no big aha moment. I just felt like God brought me here, and I just tried to stay out of it, stay out of His way. Uh, he brought me here for a reason. Just tried to be me, transparent, love on these guys, give them a chance to come together as a group, bring energy, and and a, and a staff that was willing to spend time with them and love on them as well. And, and they just responded in a, in a phenomenal way. They get the credit. I didn't do anything crazy. Just came to be me and. I felt like God was leading me here the whole way, and, and he's blessed the time and energy we put into it. And I think the egos checked at the door and just a bunch of guys coming together, working together on a daily basis has been a good formula for success. How could you not love that guy? Now, uh, in fact, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the more sadder news here in just a little bit. But we got some text that came through, and I want to just uh, get through these here. Uh, 6865, Greg Marshall from Wichita State never called timeouts. And he had a pretty good run. That's true. Ryan Hodum doesn't call timeouts. And, I mean, you saw the Aggies grit through a, a tough win against the Penn Quakers today. But, hey, I, I just don't know if you can go on much longer going that route and expecting success. Maybe you do. And if you do, hey, 6865, I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you. Then it's a pretty darn good run. And it's a really interesting way to go about it. 
and I like it. I mean, we'll have to ask him about it sometime is, is, is on the reasoning for never calling timeouts when you have a, an opponent going on a run like that, like the Penn Quakers did today. And Hey, give Utah State credit. They found a way in double overtime, 87-79. Uh, Piranhas text in. Ajay's for much... I can't I can't read today, guys. I'm sorry. Ajay, for as much crap as people give you, I have to say I prefer your solo work with the show over Eric's solo work. Well, you know what? A lot of people prefer me over Eric, period, in anything. <laughs> 8920. Who in the country legitimately deserves Coach of the Year more than Coach Anderson with the situation he was thrown in and the turnaround he's made? I Coach of the Year in the country is tough. Because there's so many great candidates, right? I mean, you got Cincinnati doing what they did. And you're right, though, 8920. Absolutely right. His situation was a heck of a lot different and a very, very dark situation that he walked into with Utah State football. Not good at all. Hartwell goes over there, finds him, brings him in, convinces him that this is the right place where he should be, as does as he gives credit to God. And uh, boom, just like that, Aggies are in this incredible run. Now, so coach of the year in the country, it I think he's in that conversation. I absolutely, positively do. And if he's not, then I'm going to have some issues. But I will say this. In regards to the Mountain West Conference, if Coach Anderson is not the Mountain West Coach of the Year, it is one of the greatest shams ever presented by the Mountain West Conference in any sort of athletic award giving. Any shape or size. There will not be a greater sham in Mountain West Conference athletics history if Coach Anderson does not win Coach of the Year for football. I don't care what San Diego State's done. I don't care what Fresno State, Boise State, whoever. Because 8920, you're right. The situation that he was brought into and the way the Mountain West preseason polls thought of Utah State, thought of Blake and his opportunity and his chances here, and what he's done, this should be a unanimous decision. It should, without question, be Blake Anderson. Oh, man, I'm going to be angry. I, I'm going to have to skip the show that day if they don't give him that award. I'm not kidding either. I'm not going to be happy. 9995. Things in life just happen. We like to attach meaning to those things. Uh, things in life just happen. We like to attach meaning to those things. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't say things just happen. Uh, if, if if I can... And, and I say that respectfully and politely, 9995. I, I say that politely to you. Um, I, I've, I've sat down with, uh, Mrs. Anderson, uh, coach's wonderful wife, Brittany, and we've had that discussion of how they met each other and how they made it here. Yeah, that didn't just happen. No way. No way. I got, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't buy into that one. There's just too much that happened for those two to not only be together in their personal lives, but it just... In, in in a college football aspect and working life as well, that Mr. Hartwell was able to find them and 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 have great conversations with them, and that they were able to make it here, uh, and and be a part of Utah State University. Too much, too much happened to just say it just happened. Nah, 
All right, let's take a break. Coming back, we're going to wrap it up here in the Full Court Press. We'll get you ready for tomorrow or tomorrow's show and also for this week in the Mountain West here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hi, this is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. As a thank you for your trust and support since we opened our doors one year ago, we are excited to host a holiday service featuring a Jay Richards ensemble. We extend a special invite to anyone who is missing a loved one as they celebrate this holiday season. All are invited to attend on Thursday, December 2nd at 7 p.m. with refreshments to follow. Please give us a call or visit whitepinefunerals.com for more information. White Pine Funeral Services Hi, this is Bob Larson with LSS Insurance. Be our guest November 18th, the third Thursday at 7 p.m. to learn all about Medicare and Social Security. Planning ahead will give you the confidence you need to make these important decisions. Come see us November 18th at 7 p.m. at our office by the North Walmart. Call 752-9493. The seminar is free. The information is extremely valuable. Call 752-9493. RSVP as seating is limited. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Imagine the other team has an ace in their starting lineup. He's fast, relentless, and his field goal percentage is 73%. What's your team's defensive strategy against a player like that? Well, that player is ransomware, and in 2020, 73% of ransomware attackers succeeded in holding their victims' data hostage. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. Hey, Cash Valley, you know the Al Sporting Goods Black Friday sale is the greatest of all time. But if you want the best selection, the right size, and the perfect color, don't miss Al's pre-Black Friday sale going on now. Inventory will be an issue. Get to Al's while the selection is huge. Thousands of Nike shoes take an extra 20% off. Woods puffy jackets for men and women, $29. All outerwear save 20%. Gloves, gloves, and more gloves at 20% off. Scott Ski goggles starting at $14.99. Pre-Black Friday. Huge selection, massive savings. Al Sporting Goods, every sport, every season. Eight-year-old McKay is battling through a kidney disease, and we need your help to grant his wish. You can help by donating all throughout this week through Mountain Crest High School's website or Mountain Crest official Instagram, at MountainCrestHS. You can also help by joining a community race on November 20th and participate in either a 5K or Kids K. Details for how to donate and race can be found on the Mountain Crest High School homepage. Thank you from Mountain Crest High School and the Make-A-Wish Foundation. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Full Court Press here, wrapping it up. Seven minutes left in today's show. We're going to turn it over to This Week in the Mountain West here in just a few minutes. Got a few texts that came through. 9995 responds, we create stories, uh, excuse me, great stories everywhere, also tragic. We tell stories to make sense. We create stories to cope with death. That's how spirituality began. Tell you what, one day I'll call you and we'll have that conversation on the phone. Um... Yeah, we can have that conversation off air sometime. I, I, I won't bring it onto the uh, onto the radio platform at this point. 8003, Coach Anderson equals Coach of the Year. AJ equals Radio Guy of the Year. Okay, one of those two are correct, definitely. Uh, yeah, one of the two are definitely correct. <laughs> but thank you, 8003. Greatly appreciate you and all our wonderful listeners' support uh, throughout our show. I... I 
I hope I tell you guys that enough, how great our listeners are. Um, can I just take a, a selfish quick moment, if I may, and then we'll get back to sports talk, I swear. But uh, I was talking to um, an individual, and they asked me if I like, enjoy, or excuse me, they asked me if I enjoy doing a radio show. Like, if I like what I do, right? Um, and I get that question a lot from so many people. And and usually it's just a, yeah, of course I do, or else I wouldn't be doing it. But then they asked me, uh, what makes it fun for you? Like, why do you enjoy it? And then I said, well, because I like sports. And they said, no, what, what more than just that? What else is it? And I said, it's the people I get to communicate with. The other day I was at Sizzler, or the couple nights ago I was at Sizzler, and I had asked a staff lady about something, and a gentleman comes over to me, really polite, and uh, says, hey, do you do a radio show for sports? And I was like, I do. And he just said, oh, that's cool. It's great to meet you. And it just, and I'm not egotistical, and it sounds like I'm being egocentric here, but it just, it made me feel great to know that we have wonderful listeners who listen to us, in so much that they'll recognize my voice if I'm talking to somebody. That's amazing. Uh, I, and then I, I, so I told the individual, I said, it's because of the people who are a part of the show. And I think Eric would agree with me. Like, our listeners make this show. Day in and day out, our, listen, our show is only good because of the listeners. It's because of you guys. And even those who don't text in, it's because of you as well. And so I want to just personally take just a selfish moment and tell you thank you from the bottom of my heart for allowing me to be a part of this show, for being a part of our show in, in uh, so many different ways. Whether you're, you know, pounding the radio and breaking your radio because of a take by me or you're laughing at Eric because of something dumb he said or maybe you're doing both at the same time. Uh, I, I don't tell you guys thank you enough and I apologize for that, but I want to tell you right now thank you so much for uh being a part of the full court press and it, this has been a blast uh an absolute blast to be around you all and uh as far as i know we'll uh i'll, I'll keep it going for as long as they'll allow me to be here um but uh, thank you thank you and thank you <clears throat> all right let's go ahead and get back to a little bit more football and then we got to close this thing up uh really quickly again wyoming plays utah state saturday night six o'clock inside of maverick stadium on Merlin Olsen Field should be a good one. Really, really looking forward to this game. You know Wyoming is coming out. They're one game away from being bowl eligible. One game away. They won they went five or what was it? Like they lost like the first four, they won the first four games. They were four and oh, then lost the next four <laughs> in, in conference play, and were four and four. And then I think they won one won one, lost one. Or sorry, they lost one, won one, either way. And now they're five and five on the season. They're one game away from bowl eligibility, and it's the exact same conversation we had with San Jose State. This team's going to come in hungry. They're going to come in confident. They're going to come in energetic. They're going to try and take that energy out from the stadium immediately. And uh, I, I honestly, and for me, a big key for the Aggies is score quickly. Get a stop if you're on defense first. Get that stop. And put points on the board in your first drive. And put that crowd into a frenzy. Or if you get the ball first, immediately go to Devin Tompkins. Go to Devin Tompkins immediately. Get a big play as quick as you can. And then you're off and running. I would love to see the Aggies start off hot in this game. I know you're just as sick of it as I am. Of being down 14-0, 13-14. 
14 to 3, whatever it is. Aggies continually pull that off and then come back and win by double digits. I just got to be careful with, you know, these kind of dangerous teams like San Jose State and Wyoming. Uh, 9995 says, always willing to talk, but I will agree. It's a great story and experience. Dan Patrick often says stories win awards, not records or stats. And that would be true, too. I mean, you look at what the, uh, what is it called? The SB Awards? Actually, I will agree with that, 9995. It's a lot more of just a story, right? Uh, really quickly, Shohei Otani has won the AL MVP, and not only does he win it, but he does so unanimously. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, beat Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and uh, Marcus I, was it Semyon, I believe. Uh, and again, Brian Harper won his second career NL MVP award. Uh, Utah Jazz get it on tonight. They take on Toronto at home. Jazz are nine and five on the season. Toronto is seven and eight. Rudy Gay is good to go tonight. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll have a uh, Friday Five Best. We'll have uh, other good stuff coming up. Uh, including get you ready for the weekend of big Mount West Conference games. For I'm Ozzy Salas and Eric Franson, good night, everybody. Yeah.